Who's gonna get it? Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Pete the Cat, Valentine's Day is Cool, by Kimberly and James Dean, published by Harper Festival. Happy Valentine's Day to all out there, and I hope you're all spending it with that special loved one. And if you're not, I hope you got a beer in your hand. Now let's get to it. We've done a few of Kimberly and James's books, starting with Pete the Cat, Crayons Rock, on episode 171, and Pete the Cat's Big Easter Adventure, on episode 217. And I found this series to be pretty decent. So, to celebrate Valentine's Day with everyone, we've chosen Pete the Cat, Valentine's Day is Cool. Well, I would say that depends on the person who's observing the holiday. I didn't choose the title, they did. Well, the story follows Pete as he learns the importance of Valentine's Day, and then decides to make Valentine's Day cards for everyone he knows. Will this read be able to persuade us that the title is factual? Or will it fail to show us that Valentine's Day isn't more than just another overly commercialized holiday? Well, I hope you have your shoebox decorated. Grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We open on our protagonist, Pete, skateboarding down the block. It's the day before Valentine's Day, and he's going past his friend. And I'm doing air quotes there. Her name is Callie. She's holding up a Valentine's Day heart card, already sending a not-so-subtle message. Of course, Pete stops to talk, and Kelly asks him if he's made any Valentine's Day cards, to which Pete responds, Nah, man, Valentine's Day ain't cool, bruh. To which Kelly responds, quote, Oh, Pete, Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday. It's a day to tell people how special they are to you, Callie insisted. Pete skated on, but something in the back of his mind told him that Callie might be right. End quote. Yeah, something was telling him he wanted to plow that puss. So when old Pete gets home, he decides to make Valentine's Day cards for everyone. He got all of his coloring utensils out. And he's ready to do work. If that's what Callie wants, he'll do more than give it to her. He'll give out more cards than she's ever seen. Because this guy is desperate for that pussy cat. So who's his first card to? (laughs) Ha! No, not Callie. Obviously it's to Larry. He's one of his brats. So he draws Larry a big ol' heart. And then gets stuck staring at the card with writer's block. And is like... Wait a minute. This card might send the wrong message. So Pete talks to his mom, and he goes back to the drawing board, and nixes the heart. Probably a good idea. And he draws Larry a football. Pete doesn't put anything else on there besides Happy Valentine's Day. Now that's how brass do it. A picture is worth a thousand words. Don't you get it? It's obvious Larry's good at football. Pete immediately gets back to work, and this time he makes a card for Callie, right? Wrong. 
he makes a card for every one of his brass. Now that's what I'm talking about. Brass before hose. This Pete guy is a true friend. He's got his priorities straight. You know, he's not the friend that'll throw you under the bus as soon as he can. Hi, who's your friend? Oh, Dan? He's super weird. I would stay away from him. Besides, did I tell you I own a Tesla? I'll take your word for it. That's all great. But now he makes the card for Kelly, right? Wrong. Well, sort of. He makes a card with a big heart on it for every girl in the class. Play on, player! He's not taken. He can talk to whatever girl he wants. And he's going to cast a wide net. Besides, the last thing he wants is for Callie to think he's into her. As soon as that happens, his chances are gone. Even if he doesn't have options, he's got to act like it. And show he don't care. This Pete is one smart cat. Now for Pete to put his big plan into motion. Quote, The next day... Pete and Callie waited for the bus together. I decided you were right. Valentine's Day is cool. That's awesome, Callie said. By the way, I'm having a Valentine's Day party at my house after school if you want to come. End quote. Get you some sicko. He's totes gonna get it. It's too sleazy. She's so obvious about it. Party equals Seven minutes in heaven. I think. I wouldn't know I was never invited to parties. But if I were, I would have really lit that party up. All the honeys would have been shouting, The roof! The roof! The roof is on fire! We don't need no water! Let the motherfucker burn! Well, not with that deep of a voice. But, you get it. It would have been hot in there. I am getting so hot, I want to take my clothes off. If you know what I'm saying. No? Well, you know I would have talked to the chicks. No? Yeah, well, I would have been there. Actually, no I wouldn't. My mom would have never let me go. That's enough of that. Let's get back to the story, shall we? So Pete's going to jump for joy that he got invited to the party and exclaim, He's going, right? Wrong again. He's playing the long game, player. So he stands there looking stoned out of his mind, waiting for the bus. Then when Pete and Callie sit together on the bus, Pete starts to cry. Nice. Showing his sensitive side. This guy is too good. I hope all the fellows out there are taking notes. Well, I am. Pete tells Callie he forgot to make the bus driver a card. Too smooth. Now he's showing her he's a caring cat. And then he shows her his talents and starts creating a card right there in front of her. When he's finished, he hands the card to the bus driver and thanks him while he's making sure Callie is watching. Can't let a good deed go to waste. Ha! <laughs> He'd be a damn foo. You would think after all this, Pete's plan is done and clearly a success. But he takes it to expert level and keeps this thing going. He sees the crossing guard and makes it seem like a crisis that he doesn't have a card for her. And then he looks to Callie as if she's the only one who can help. The classic, I need your help to make a difference in the world. This guy's a genius. Callie buys it hook, line, and sphincter. 
and tells Pete she'll make a card for everyone with him. And so they do just that. Well, not to everyone. Pete ain't got no time for everyone. But a good amount of people. Finally, we jump ahead to Pete showing up to Callie's party. And I have to say, Pete showing up with only his shoes on was a bold choice. But he's been right about everything else, so I'll trust him. Callie's standing there excited to see him. But again, old Pete is anxious. Clear your mind, brachach. You gotta close the deal. What could it be this time, you ask? Well, Pete didn't bother to make a card for Callie. You would think this would be his one big mistake, besides the whole no pants thing. But it wasn't. Instead of getting pissed at Pete and throwing him out, telling him, Have fun hanging out with your boys tonight! Which doesn't actually sound too bad. Callie, still high off their big day spreading joy throughout the world, excuses Pete and tells him she don't need no card, she needs him. And Callie gives him that sweet stuff. No, I'm serious, she does. These two are having cake together. He's gonna have his cake and eat it too. You know, for being a party, it's quite odd we only see Callie and Pete the whole time. Wasn't anyone else invited? Maybe this is why I didn't get invited to the parties. Now that's exclusive. Well, whatever the reason, I guess you could say both their plans worked. Play on player! Get you some brachach! And the story ends on Pete holding a heart, wishing us a happy Valentine's Day. Well, I don't think it'll be as happy as Pete's, but I'll take it. So what's the lesson to this book? Well, we discussed the whole way through. This was a guide into picking up the ladies. Everything about his moves were perfect. You follow this, and you'll land yourself a lady in no time this Valentine's Day. Play cool, act uninterested. Have options, and show your caring side. And the most important thing to remember that Pete did. He put his brass before the hose. This cat is going places in life. So what do I think of Kimberly and Dean's work? The writing is certainly relatable, but it was a little clunky at parts, making some random jumps in time. And at points, it felt like it was ramming down our throats what Valentine's Day is all about. Yeah, some of the monologues were not so subtle. As for the pictures, some people love them. But a stoned-looking cat in childlike drawings has never blown me away. Again, it's relatable, though. So I can see why people have fallen in love with this series. Now to the big question. Did this read make us think Valentine's Day was cool? Well, Valentine's Day is the most hated holiday by two very different groups of people. The first being single women. And I would assume it's for many reasons. Now the second group that hates the holiday is Taken Men because well over 90% forget to do anything, and are made to look bad by the 10% who did. So then they're yelled at for the rest of the night by their wife or girlfriend for only having a dollar store card and some dandelions they found in the median on their way home from work. Considering I reside in one of those groups, and I don't identify as a female, this book didn't move the needle for me. But hey, it did provide me with 12 Valentine's Day cards and a poster, so maybe that'll help. And it made me reminisce about being a single man, gearing up to snag some low-hanging fruit that's drinking their sorrows away at the bar. And if you're one of those single men, make a pit stop and find this book as fast as you can. It will help immensely. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.3. I'll have a heapin' helpin' 
and go back for a servant or two, but I'm saving room for dessert. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.